0: We New Englanders love our ice cream, not just during the summer, but year round. So, how does a new ice cream business cut through all that competition? Why, booze, of course. Today, we talk to an entrepreneur making ice cream flavors that will leave you stumbling around for more. Cheers. I'm Matt Mowry, editor of Business NH Magazine. And I'm Nathan
1: Carroll, chief growth officer of Granite Media Group and founder of Cardinal Consulting. And welcome to BizCast NH.
0: So, by the time Sir, our listeners are yes. hearing this, we will be saying adieu to summer, unfortunately. Oh, but Unless it's a hot September. Oh, you never know. <laughs> I mean, this has been such a hot, muggy mess of a summer. I don't want to talk about it. W- well, we're going to. What, what, <laughs> what, what, what got you through it?
1: Uh, booze and ice cream? Is that the right answer?
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be a good one for the lead-in, but and not necessarily untrue. uh, Time away? I don't know. Uh, (laughs) I really don't. You know, usually during the summer we're hitting the lakes, mm. and I'm, the thought of even sitting on the sand for any amount of time, I was like, no, we're going to the community pool. My sister bought a new house that happened to have a pool. I'm like, oh, oh you just did yourself in. I told my poor brother in law, I'm like, it's the invasion of the in laws all summer. Sorry, we're there. Yeah, yeah. But we
1: uh, um, we hit the town pool a couple a uh, couple of times or more than a couple of times. But um, the kids are still little, so it's like you know you spend an hour getting ready and and then. Five minutes at the pool because it's too cold.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And then, of course, what you said before, ice cream. I mean, it's not summer without you hitting some of your local ice cream stands that you love. And, I mean, is it just me or are the sizes getting, even for an ice cream lover like me, a little out of control? Like, I'll get a small and then there's this, like, cone that arrives with the size of my head (laughs) in a a wagon. (laughs) (laughs) Here's your your small in a five-gallon bucket. Oh, my God. Yeah. Um, But, hey. What's your favorite flavor? Oh, jeez. Now you had to do that. Well, of course. We're talking ice cream. Uh, Let's see. Do I? uh,
1: All right. Fine. Um, Mint chip. Mint chip. It's where I go. I love it.
0: Fine. 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 I have to talk about ice cream. I have to choose a flavor. (laughs) Ugh. (laughs) <laughs> mint chip, I'm, I'm, That is my wife's go-to. I'm, chocolate or mint chip. Like ah. I don't vary
1: too much from from either of those. Like it's just, yeah, I don't I'm know. I'm into the know. ooey gooey.
0: You know, give me some caramel or some um peanut butter. Oh it 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 it, it just hits the spot. Uh-huh. But I have to say, I want to get into talking to this uh-huh. week's guest because I am intrigued uh-huh. of combining yeah. two of my favorite things in the world. Right. Alcohol and ice cream. Yeah. I need to know more.
1: <laughs> well, to help you know more, our guest this week is Cynthia Muggereri, the visionary and trailblazer founder of Pop Scoops New England. As a proud resident of Hudson, New Hampshire, and a native of the area, Cynthia's journey to create this unique ice cream brand has been a testament to her love. For her community and her desire to make a positive impact. She attended and graduated from Alvern High School in Hudson, New Hampshire. The values instilled in her during formative years in New Hampshire continue to inspire her today. For Cynthia, owning her own business in the community she grew up in holds immense significance. She believes in the power of entrepreneurship to empower individuals and uplift communities. Through Pop Scoops New England, Cynthia aims to create opportunities such as local farms and artisans and contribute to the economic growth of her beloved community. Cynthia's dedication to empowering the community she serves is at the heart of Pop Scoops New England's ethos. Welcome, Cynthia.
2: Hi, how are you? This is going to be a
1: fun conversation. More <laughs> so,
2: ice cream. Yeah.
1: <laughs> uh, we will, no pun intended, literally didn't think of the pun when I wrote this down, but we will dig into your love of community. Um, but first, tell us in your own words what Pop Scoops is.
2: Well, Pop Scoops is a brand new line of alcohol infused ice cream. Our, um, our milk is locally sourced, so we only use milk from New England and sometimes New York, but. Mainly New England. That's okay.
1: Uh, (laughs) (laughs) They're like a pseudo New England sometimes, right? When they have to be.
2: We'll take them. We'll take them. But um, yeah, we're just boozy ice cream. Um, Our flavors are derived from spirits that we've been playing around with. Uh, We make it in the creamery. And then from there, we've got our flavors. Oh, my
1: gosh. We're not going to stop right there with questions. So... um, What's the origin story here? Um, Was this like a, you know, hanging out at a cocktail party or hanging out with friends and then someone was like, make boozy ice cream and you were like, hell yeah. So or like, or what? What was the story? So I can't take
2: credit for booze and fooze ice cream because this is something that a few mom and pops have done here and there. um, And then there are a few other um, brands out there who Mm -hmm. are doing something similar. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to do it differently. Okay. So So
1: what's your differentiator?
2: Our ice cream is not, we don't pour alcohol on top of the ice cream. Our ice cream is actually infused into Mm. the liquor. Okay, Our flavors are derived from the liquor. So Mm -hmm. if it's a strawberry flavor, the strawberry flavor is not artificial. It's coming from the strawberry tequila or the strawberry vodka.
1: Oh.
2: So we will add like, you know, some things inside, like real strawberries or like some cookie crumbles, but the flavors are derived from the liquor and the liquor is actually infused into the milk.
0: mm Okay, I'm salivating <laughs> <the> already. <laughs> yeah, mm,
1: yeah um, right. Clear your, clear your mouth and then ask a question.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh. I know, right? So, before we get into the business itself, I want to, you know, I'm always fascinated how people get to where they are in their entrepreneurial journey. So, you know, it's not everyone that, everyone thinks like, well, one day I might want to own my business, but mm-hmm. it's this, it's few people who actually do something about it. So, you grew up in Hudson. So, before this was even a thought in your head, what were you doing? What was your background?
2: Um, so before um, Pop Scoops, I um, I was working in IT. I worked in IT for about six years.
1: That is not what I expected you to say. <laughs> Continue. <laughs> um,
2: and I also worked at um, a local um, urgent care because I'm also a licensed medic. Oh wow! Um, so I was doing that, and then COVID kind of hit. Yep. COVID definitely um, put a lot of things in perspective. And of course, I've always I've always wanted to own my own business, but I just didn't know what I was gonna do. I didn't even know the step one of starting a business. I had to go on Google. Shout out to Google. <laughs> uh, you know,
1: and, more shout outs to come. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, and start all the way from the beginning. Um, mm. I was blessed enough to uh, meet Wes, who is my dairy manufacturer. He's been making ice cream for about 13 years. <sighs> Pitched him this idea. He absolutely loved it, and he's been like a really integral part of me growing my business with his pre dairy knowledge already. Mm. And then um with what I know of from liquor, I also did bartend back in college. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so using that there's a lot of regulations about liquor. So a lot. A lot of yeah. <laughs> <So>. yeah.
0: <laughs> I I had a lot of assumptions based on what you just said. I just got this, like, you know, because COVID was tough on everybody. And we all had our different coping mechanisms. But when you said that, I'm just like, had this thought of like, that is so brilliant. Because we were all there going, okay, I have my cocktail and I have my Ben and Jerry's. But I don't think any of us went, huh, we need to combine these two How can I put this in there? So, you know, when COVID hit, you know, and, and you said, you know, obviously it was a time of reflection. What did that look like for you? What What was it about COVID that had you rethinking what am, am I doing what I really want to do? Um,
2: yeah, it's pretty much just like I wanted to do something that like was mine, you know, mm-hmm. um, not, of course, like, You know, working my job, I loved it. Like, honestly, best six, seven years of my life. (laughs) Um, But it just, I wanted to do something that was mine, that I I built from the ground up. And this was not the first business I tried. I was throwing spaghetti at a wall, to be very honest. And I was like, whatever is going to stick, I'm going to ride with it. Cool. And um, luckily, all the other small businesses that I had started like a mar- small marketing company I'm now able to utilize those skills within pop scoop ah. so I'm doing something that I loved but also like building my business at the same time
1: nice
0: so what led you to want to try your hand at a alcohol infused ice cream what was it that attracted you H- had you tried them before
2: I had had like, you know, a, like a mudslide or stuff like right. that, but I had never had like actual alcohol infused ice cream until I went to New York. And then uh, you know, on the side streets, mm-hmm. they had some. Oh, and okay. I okay. didn't even know the beginning of how you would even do this. I thought right. I would have to Buy my own ice cream machine, and luckily I was introduced to Wes, who already had the background. So it was kind of like a cheat sheet for me. Nice. So I mean, I had the opportunity. All the it's okay the, to call it a partnership. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like a partnership opportunity. I all the all the ingredients were right there, and I just had to take take the opportunity and just go with it and see how far I could take it. Initially, I thought it was going to be something you know, small, very, very small scale, maybe just through the summer months. But mm-hmm. it's taken off to like a whole different level that I did not expect it to. So I'm very excited.
1: Let's talk about that level though, and just where um, where you're you're at right now. I mean, you had mentioned to us before the mics went on that you know uh, the July issue in which you were were featured of uh, Business New Hampshire Magazine. Uh,
0: As a startup star,
1: yeah, as a startup star, you had some folks reach out to you because they saw you in the magazine, and that kind of put a different, a little bit of a a different customer base for you. So, just talk about like who your customer base is, maybe how you started to, you know, get the word out to folks. Did it was it just through friends at first, and and how is the how did Pop Scoops get out into the world?
2: So um, definitely it started off with, um, obviously, local friends and family. Like, I'm doing this. Our best supporters. Yes. I have this idea. Of course, a lot of my friends and family were like, wait, what, Cynthia? That's crazy. Like, what? That's not going to not going to you know, do well. And I'm like, well, let's try it because New Hampshire does consume the most, well, New England consumes the most ice cream mm-hmm. mm. and New Hampshire consumes the most alcohol per capita in the United <gasps> States all year <laughs> round. So I'm in there. If I don't if I can't make it happen right. here, I don't Come know. On. Right. I mean, yeah, <laughs> this the demographic the was there. This right. is the spot. So we started off um, just reaching out to, uh, I went to a few networking groups mm-hmm. where I met some other restaurant owners and just simple calling. Hi, my name is Cynthia and I've got an alcohol infused ice cream liner you know, I'd love for you guys to try it. And then starting small, local like that. And then I had other restaurants reaching out. And then um, because of that article from New Hampshire Business Magazine, um, I was able to kind of break into some corporate catering. So that was fun, like, you know, doing some employee appreciation and opening up that whole door that I'd never really thought about. So my target... Audience or market, it keeps changing as I get bigger and bigger. Mm-hmm. So something that started off as like, let's do a small ice cream truck to let's ship it, let's deliver it because we can. Mm-hmm. You know, it we can ship in all fifty states, which is super awesome. Ooh, yeah. Yeah, let's deliver it. Um, I also had to learn about you know delivering and shipping ice cream. So. We ship it in dry ice.
1: Oh, wow. Okay.
2: And then um, from there, like, somebody mentioned the Lakes region. And I was like, oh, my God. Yeah. Right? Summertime, that's where everybody's- tourist Mm -hmm. place. Yeah. So my audience and my market is, like, changing as I grow, but it's in a good way.
0: Yeah. Wow. And so, how many are you sold in restaurants and stores? How are you reaching folks?
2: Yeah, so um, we do have a few restaurants and stores. We are sold at like, um, you know, specialty uh, groceries like Low Farm and Hollis. Uh Um, We also have like places like Rick's in Kingston, which they do some fun stuff with it, they have a boozy ice cream flight. So that's oh, really wow. fun. Exo um, Bistro in Manchester—they oh, were making some boozy floats with it. And um, Vine Thirty Two, which is a Thirty Two Southpour wine bar in Bedford, they have it on their dessert menu. So like, I love seeing like what all these places are doing. We have like talks with the coffee shop; um, they'll be doing an affogato with it.
1: Oh my goodness! So
2: I love watching oh. all these different uh, locations. Put their own twist to it.
1: What's the flavor of the ice cream that's going to go in the avocado? Do you know?
2: Um, I'm not sure. yet, yeah, <sighs> but it's probably going to be PB and Joe, just made with peanut butter, whiskey, and coffee brandy.
0: Oh, hello. Oh, wow. So let's talk about <laughs> flavors and how you've developed them. And I would imagine is the most fun taste testing. That oh yeah, RTD is, is so much fun. <laughs> <laughs> R&D. I can only
1: do an hour of R&D every day because I get a little beside myself as I imagine what could happen. Huh? So,
0: yeah, what are some of the, the, the flavors you have and what makes a successful alcohol-infused flavor for ice cream?
2: So – um the first thing is uh, we have to make sure that we stay in the compliance, right? So mm-hmm. our alcohol-infused ice cream has to be less than 6% ABV. So that's no a one's
0: fir- getting drunk off of these treats.
2: No, I mean, it depends, what's your tolerance? I mean, right.
0: one, if, uh, if like, one
1: Did beer, you have lunch today? Maybe yeah. you didn't have lunch if and you had beer, too much ice
2: cream. If one beer gets you there, then I don't know. <laughs> oh, this
1: sounds perfect for me then.
2: <laughs> but um, yeah, so um, we started off, uh, we start off with um, obviously making sure that we use liquors that's going to keep us, you know, below that, which mm-hmm. is almost anything because we do mix it, right? Mm-hmm. And then um, I work with Katie, Katie Shoop. She's amazing. Um, she's been with me for almost like two years. Uh, so she has a immense cocktail knowledge on her own. And then um, myself with bartending, we make cocktails, and from the cocktails, we see which one we like and what could we add to it. And then we go into the creamery and start playing around.
1: My God, this sounds like a dream job.
2: Mm-hmm. Oh, and then so. <laughs> we see how it freezes. Um, and also we have to test the liquor if it freezes because a lot of people are like, liquor doesn't freeze. Yes, it does. <laughs> <laughs> so we test it to make sure it can freeze because some liquors just won't freeze. Right. And then some, you know, they freeze very 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 easily. Mm. So we test the liquors. So we make the cocktails. Test test the liquor to make sure that it freezes. Make the cocktails. Then taste what it tastes like when it's frozen. Because what it tastes like in a liquid form is going to be slightly different than what's going to mm. taste oh, like when it's point. frozen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then from there we, you know, we eat it. And then uh, we might add a little things like you know add some cookie crumbles or like real strawberries just to like heighten up the undertones of the flavors. And then from there, we send it to the lab to get
0: tested. Wow. And so how many flavors do you have now? Right now we've got 10. Okay, oh, so one's wow. PB and okay. Joe. <laughs> so what's some of your other best sellers?
2: Uh, so PB and Joe is definitely our most popular flavor. Um, another good one is the rose cheesecake. So that oh. one's made with um, strawberry tequila and a vanilla liqueur, and it has real cheesecake crumbles in it. Ooh. So that one's oh one of my goodness. favorites. And then we have a cinnamon toast crunch. That one has not been released yet, but it will be this fall. It's a combination of a cinnamon whiskey and um, a vanilla liqueur, and we're gonna put Cina Dust on it. So it literally tastes like you're eating cinnamon toast crunch boozy ice cream.
1: <laughs> oh God, I'm just I'm just beside myself right now. This is all so wonderful. Um, where do you uh, where do you source um, your your booze from, as it were, is it um, just kind of like on the national scale from those, you know, names that we know? Or do you have any local partnerships as well? Or
2: so we uh, all of our alcohols are bought here from New Hampshire from oh, nice. the commission, mm-hmm. and yeah. then um, so I do. My goal is to work with more local liquor brands. Um, we will be working with Fabrizia. Oh, cool! Uh, yes, oh, so we've got those lemon- for their lemoncello. lemoncello oh. Yes, um, so See? working with Fabrizia lemoncello and also their pistachio. And that tastes incredible! Oh my God. So I would love to work with more local liquor brands because that's like you know my whole local thing. So hopefully I'll be able to make a whole new line of just like locally sourced like liquor brands from New Hampshire. I sure. think
1: that's not going to be a problem, knowing no. that. Like I mean, just just this conversation alone is is so awesome and and it's it's all feel good and you feel good when you when you
0: eat it. Yes. I'm sure. So how? <laughs> How have you gone about marketing it? And what are people's initial reaction? Is it excitement because, oh, you're taking two of my favorite things? Or are some people a little hesitant, like, really? You're going to put alcohol in, in my ice cream?
2: I can confidently say I have never had anyone try it or try multiple flavors and say that they hate it. Like everybody loves it. There's a flavor for you. It's a ah, little tagline. Love that. There's a flavor I for love you. That. All right. Well, we're gonna take a quick
1: break, and we'll be back maybe with more taglines. The New Hampshire Employment Leadership Awards, presented by the New Hampshire Department of Education and Vocational Rehabilitation and the New Hampshire Developmental Disabilities Council, celebrate innovation in disability employment within New Hampshire businesses each year. Want to know who's leading the way? Discover this year's five winning businesses in the September issue of Business NH Magazine and join fellow business people on October 12th at the awards ceremony at the Puritan Conference Center in Manchester. Click the link in the episode description to register okay, we are back with Cynthia from pop scoops, Cynthia. Uh, so we know so far, uh, that you, um, you, as you said in the beginning, so humbly, I can't take credit for, uh, you know, boozy ice cream, but you can take credit for the spin that you've put on it and the infusion of this alcohol in the ice cream with all these flavors. We only got to like two or three of the 10 flavors so far, but folks can find you and and find all those flavors. I'm sure. Um, the, let's dig out, let's dig though with, with you a little bit more. You mentioned that you were, uh, you were a medic uh, or, uh, and, and you had been in IT previously. Um, you grew up here in New Hampshire. Um, what was it like growing up here in New Hampshire for you? And um, was it someone or something that perhaps uh, helped you to grow your entrepreneurial mindset and spirit?
2: Um, you know, well, First, um, my first job was working at an ice cream stand at uh, 16. Oh, uh, so, right, okay. There's some right, foundational right. things right <laughs> the there. The full Very circle good. moment. Yeah. Um, I went to Alvern. We have cows uh, at have Alvern. Cows at Alvern. We
1: Alvern.
0: have
2: cows at Alvern. So. Yes,
0: my niece <laughs> is going to be a vet. And she went to Merrimack High School, and but went to took veterinarian courses at Alburn High School. Love They have that. a yeah. great program. Over that. That's
1: fantastic.
2: Oh yeah, we were the cow high school. So i have been around this one just right. for a little bit, right? Um, but honestly, me wanting to grow my entrepreneurship is because I had I was surrounded with a lot of entrepreneurs. Like a lot of my friends have their small businesses, mm-hmm. and I would help them out with like different things, like whether if it's like IT or if it's marketing or if it's content creation or even developing SOPs. And my mom told me, she's like, you, you can do it. Like you help everybody else. Why don't you put those skills inward and see what you can do for yourself?
1: That is awesome. So you help everybody out, but some, a particular organization here in the state has helped you out um, as you started. And that's the Small Business Development Center, right? Yes. So talk about, um, you know, just for our listeners have, our listeners have over time had a, a good exposure to the SBDC, but talk about your experience with them and maybe how or why you reached out and what they've done for you.
2: I absolutely Love the SPDC. <laughs> I think my biggest, my only regret is I didn't reach out to them earlier when uh, I first started. Mm-hmm. Um, my background is not in business or you know taxes and finance uh, or accounting. Right. So everything that I've been doing is I I've been learning along the way. And I think as entrepreneurs we feel like we have to know how to do everything right. on our own. But you end up wasting time, right? If you can't do it either find someone who can teach you faster or have someone else do it. Mm -hmm. So um, when I reached out to the SBDC, um, the first thing we talked about was projections. And I'm like, oh, (laughs) about those. (laughs) You know, so they taught me a lot of uh, financial literacy when it mm-hmm. comes to running a business. Mm-hmm. You know, and how to um, just manage all that. So that's something that I did not know how to mm-hmm. do, and I don't think I would have been able to teach myself how to do that. Yeah. So learning from the SBDC, things like that. Also, being able to articulate my business um, to potential investors, like what is my goal? Like, you know, yeah. I can say, yeah, I sell ice cream, but what's what's the goal? Where right. are you trying to get? And I know it in my head, but like being able to articulate it, you know, to potential investors, they want to hear certain things. Um, The SBDC definitely helps me clean and iron that out.
0: Nice. And starting a business is no easy task. Um, And as you pointed out, I mean, there's a lot that you need to know that you that no one person is going to have a background in <laughs> for everything. <laughs> what were has it been some of the biggest challenges for you as you've been growing your business and how have you met those challenges?
2: I think the biggest challenge, and I repeat this um, to my friends and family all the time, is People have the misconception of when you uh, leave your nine to five and start your business, you can work whenever you want. But I always say you leave your nine to five to work twenty four seven. It's true. I think the hardest thing is just doing it, mm-hmm. doing things. There's nobody telling me I have to. If I don't right. do it, it's not going to get done. You know, having that sense of like this is me. Like I have to get this done. Um, definitely was, was hard. (laughs) I thought I'd be able to live my life in Tahiti after I sold one thing of ice cream. (laughs) But um, also, um, even like the different parts of how a business is run, Mm. you know, there are different integral parts, like your finance department, your marketing department, your inside and outside sales department, kind of overseeing, managing that and making sure that everybody's working seamlessly together, you know, I don't think there's a degree for managers, but I definitely didn't go to school for that.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Um, Let's talk a little bit about... um team members or those that are working with you um you mentioned someone well you mentioned your your partner in west on the on the dairy side and and someone that's helping you with a lot of knowledge of of liqueurs and whatnot um anyone else that's our employees at this point or are you working with just you know other other strategic partners
2: other strategic partners and contractors great Mm -hmm. so um there's a lot of um, so many talented contractors and uh one of the biggest things that i want to do is also like give back to my community. So mm. if you're telling me you're great at marketing, I will give you a shot. Let's see what you can
1: do. Maybe literally a shot. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. I can't help it. I can't <laughs> help oh, the puns. I <laughs> can't help the puns. Um, let's dig in, again, there it is, uh, to the community piece. That was heavy in your uh, you, the bio that we read, the introduction. Um, And I want to know more about your desire to um, enhance the community that you grew up in and you live in. Um, Let's just talk about when you talk about community, what gets you excited and and why?
2: Um, I think that I have been lucky enough to be um, surrounded by amazing people in my community that have given me opportunities throughout my life. Mm. Whether if it's like um, when I was in high school, I was part of a group called Academic Decathlon, Mm-hmm. Like, we were like the cool nerds, though. Yeah, <laughs> sounds just like we a were cool, the cool nerd. Nerds. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and like, I would have never known about academic decathlon if it wasn't for a friend of mine who was like, "Oh, my other friend does this awesome," you know you know, fun little group thing. It's just studying and then we compete. But because of that, it opened up other doors for me. And then even when I worked in IT, I had no IT background when I first started working there. And by the time I left, I had seven certifications under my belt. Oh my And and all those things that happened were because somebody in the community gave me an opportunity Mm -hmm. and I was able to excel in that opportunity. So I I kind of want to give back and give other people opportunities to like showcase what they're good at.
1: Awesome. Awesome. So what are, um, as you're, you know, working every day in your business, but, but sort of planning for the future, What is that, what does that look like as you're planning? Um, you know, whether it's the, th- the one, three, five years out, um, where's your head at when you're thinking about, this is what I want it to be. This is, you know, um, how I want it to grow or what I, you know growth doesn't have to be part of it, but how you want it to sustain as it were.
2: I want pop scoops to be like a New England staple yes. where like people have to come over here to like really get to experience it. Mm. um so I mean people I will fly to Texas for a really good burger joint, <laughs> <laughs> okay, you are committed. <laughs> What? Of course, we'll <laughs> do some stuff in between. You're but right. like, I want it to be when people are in New England. Hey, let's get Pop Scoops. Let's mm. get Boozy Ice Cream. I would mm-hmm. love to be the Boozy Ben and Jerry's. You know, Ooh, nice. That, I like oh, the ring right. of that. Too. Oh, hell yeah! yeah. Boy, I think that's
1: another tagline. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that's
2: that's my goal. I wanted to. I want people when they see that black and gold pint, they mm. know exactly what it is.
1: Mm-hmm. Brand and awareness they're excited. At its best, neat. Neat. One um, of the
0: things that you obviously have been excelling at to grow your business it has been those strategic partnerships. So from your experience, what goes into an effective partnership? How do you make sure the partnership is going to work? And um, how do you get over any bumps in the road that you experience in those?
2: Uh, so there have been a, a couple, but, you know, it's all things that we've been able to work through. Mm-hmm. I... I've been learning, like, I have to look at um, everything. If there's a location that wants to potentially carry pop scoops, do you have freezer space? A lot of people, that goes way over the head. Do we have the space to do this? Okay, if you don't have a freezer, um, before I, we, I purchased some chest freezers that were that had no glass at the top, People didn't know my brand. They don't know what Pop Scoops is yet. So it has to be visual so people can see it. Mm -hmm. If the bar is too far away from the kitchen, um, the ice cream will melt sometimes because the servers are too busy and they leave it out on the counter. Mm. So those are all little things that I'm learning as I go that will help me in the future. So when I see somebody, they want to buy their own freezer, I'm going to suggest a stand-up display freezer with lights in it so people can see what it is. Mm. Right, right. So little things like that.
1: Interesting. Yeah.
2: And also, obviously, like um, location, mm-hmm. like where are you located? Um, that's a big one, too. And though you don't need to have a liquor license to sell the pop scoops in your location, oh, okay. you still need to card. So people who buy it have to be 21. Oh, so a bakery okay. with a food license can sell it, but they'll have to card their um, customers. So all those little things, like I'm definitely learning. <laughs> I, I bet
1: you are. And, you know, the, the world of liquor is not necessarily an easy one. Oh, um, no. <laughs> you mentioned that you can, uh, you can find Pops Groups so far in different restaurants and, and other, like you said, strategic partners that you have. Um, do you have any desire to have uh, standalone brick and mortar locations um, that you're featuring the, the ice cream or will you partner with other organizations and, and restaurants and stores?
2: So far, the B2B has been working really, really well for us, but I would eventually love to have maybe just like one or two standalone stores here in New England. So just so when people want to just go in and just specifically just for the ice cream, that'd be great. So in the future, I can see that.
1: I like it. I like it. I'm going to have to move if it's too (laughs) far away, but I like it.
0: (laughs) So when you start a business, it seems like all of a sudden you find everyone around you is an instant entrepreneurial expert and you get all kinds of solicited and unsolicited advice so what has been some of the best advice you received and what has been some of the worst
2: um i keep i mean this is not bad advice but it's kind of bad <laughs> stop telling me to go on shark tank <laughs> <laughs> Those guys are so mean.
1: Oh man. But you know what? You could blow them out of the water. You could totally blow them out of the water. You just you know, persuade them with a little boozy infused ice cream and then you're good to go. But I
2: started watching and I'm like, noticed. oh my goodness, what? Yeah. Oh but like um I think I've been g i have been I get a lot of great advice from you know people around, but also mm. I do get the unsolicited ones and a lot of people have these great ideas for what I should be doing. And like how to grow faster? Oh my God! Put it in six casinos in Vegas, and but like, do you know what goes into that? Mm. Like, how am I going to get ice cream to Vegas at that volume? Like, people aren't thinking about that. Yeah. So and these s- are great expansion ideas, uh-huh, but uh-huh. I don't want to yeah. grow too fast, too soon.
0: And so, how do you, as the entrepreneur, then, when you have so many ideas coming at you and advice and so forth, how do you go about sussing out what's best for your business and? Find a way to clear through the clutter, as it were.
2: Um, So if I've done something similar and it didn't work, I'm not going to do it again. So I will listen to you. But in my mind, I've already said, nope. (laughs) <laughs> and I think that's like the nicest, most you know, polite way to do it. I'll listen to it, right? I'm like, right. yeah, I tried that. It didn't work.
1: <laughs> there's a joke. I won't tell it on the air, but there's a joke where the the sort of tagline is, well, isn't that nice? <laughs> and basically that means like, I'm listening, but like take a hike. It's, it, no, exactly.
2: You know, or sometimes I'll say, um, here's my, send it, email me, you know, oh. I'll, take a, I'll take a look at it.
1: That's the way so. to send them, send them off.
2: Yeah. And like it's, they're all great ideas, but mm-hmm. it's like people aren't thinking like to even, get there it's, it's probably going to put me in a worse position than I am right yeah. now. So,
1: But it's exciting, though, if you will, that people are thinking about you as a brand that's going to get a lot larger and have bigger distribution and all that. They're not like, oh, isn't that nice, dear? You're doing ice cream, <laughs> right? They're like, yeah. no, you should be in Vegas. Like, that's pretty neat. And I mm-hmm. hope that that's at least somewhat inspirational for you as you, you know, clean through all of the, the 10,000, 30,000 foot ideas that they're throwing yeah. at you. <laughs>
2: One of my good friends, when she listens to this, she's gonna laugh. She said, My uncle has a dairy farm in Scotland.
1: I'm like, that sounds great. <laughs> that is the ultimate expansion idea.
0: Okay, what? you're the overseas a- source of milk. You're That's going right? international already. <laughs> I'm
2: like, That wow, sounds like a nightmare. Do they know what nightmare. New England is in
0: Scotland? That's the question, <laughs> right? <laughs> so, what is your next step in your strategic evolution here?
2: Um, my Next step is, like I like I think the biggest thing is um, brand awareness.
0: Mm, I want nice. more people
2: to know about me. I want more people to try the ice cream. I wanna see what other locations can do with it. And um, that's, that's the biggest thing, getting people to know. And um, I do pop-up events um, uh, here and there. So I'll do tasting events at restaurants. Um, we're hoping to plan one in the fall for Los Primos. It's in Merrimack amazing mexican restaurant um and they do some like fun drinks over there so just showing up doing tastings getting the name out there
0: beautiful and if people want to learn more and about where you're at uh, where should they be looking
2: um you can um, check us out on the web at popscoopsne.com or find us on instagram and facebook we try to keep everything updated on those platforms
1: nice popscoops N-E.com. Cynthia Muguriri is the visionary and trailblazing founder of Pop Scoops New England. Watch out for this one, folks. Cynthia, it's been a blast to have you. Thank you so much.
2: Thank you so much for having me. Get some ice cream.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> Thank you for joining us today. If you enjoyed the stories and information you heard on today's podcast, find more by subscribing to Business NH Magazine or visiting Business com. I'm Matt
1: Murray. And I'm Nathan Carroll. BizCast NH is a production of Granite Media Group.